Hey folks, my name is Gavin Wall. I'm your host on the world's only speed mentor. And if you don't know why I'm here yet, I'm the person who cares for all your personal development and business needs through a daily fix of mindset, motivation and massive action. And I hope you're getting plenty of value from it. Now, this is episode 28 of the Speed Mentor podcast and I've made a change to today's episode. And that's really because I got up this morning and I was excited. Then I realised I get up most mornings and I'm excited. And then I got to thinking... If more people felt excited, like I do, the world would be a much better place. Then I started thinking, why am I excited today? And it didn't take me long to work it out. I bought a new car and took delivery of it yesterday. Now, if you're an avid listener or follower of my story, you'll know that I stopped buying supercars, the Porsche 911s and the like, uh, just over a decade ago and it's unlikely I'll ever do something like that again as it just doesn't fit with my mindset and maybe my persona and where I am with my life. I've been driving a, a pink and white bear mobile for the last three years but look, as with everything, never say never. So how come I'm excited? I'm so excited about a new car. How can a car have me jumping out of bed if it's not a really flash car or it's not a particularly powerful car? Or it's not something I've spunked a whole lot of money on. Why am I so excited about a new car? If it doesn't tick any of those boxes um, that are normally need to be ticked for somebody to get excited about their car. Well, you see, I've taken the plunge and I've gone full electric. I've bought a full electric car. Not a hybrid. I never do anything by half. Not a hybrid. No. Full electric. 100% electric. And it only has a range of 80 miles. And you're ho- <laughs> and you see me just even saying that out loud. It only has a, a range of 80 miles. And your host here today is someone who shits the bed when his phone goes under 70% battery. So there's going to be a whole range anxiety piece to deal with for me down the line. And maybe I'll come back and tell you about <laughs> when I'm no longer excited about the car when I feel a little bit of that. But I drove down to work and back to a couple of my tech startup businesses yesterday that I'm involved with and I only used 5% charge of the battery and I was feeling friggin' brilliant. Uh, mind you, there was no rush hour traffic and maybe that would have doubled if it had been in. So I'm finding out a whole lot of new stuff. Now I hear you shouting at your devices, hurry up and tell us what this episode is all about or what this car is all about or why is this going to make a difference to us. Look, it's a smart 4-4, so it was brought from Mercedes it's the wee smart 4-4, so a four-door smart car, and I think I'm in love. It is truly beautiful, and I'm not just saying that. Like when they told me they were going to get me a red one, I almost cried being a Tottenham Hotspur fan, as the old enemy's colours are in red. But it's beautiful. It's a rich, pearlescent red, not that cheap, cheap red colour they have down the road at the Degenerate Stadium. It's full leather, a full panoramic roof, a beautiful media system, which is state-of-the-art. The back seats look like a posh cinema. The alloy wheels are to die for, and it's truly uh, beautiful. In fact, someone just stopped me at the filling station there earlier on today, a, a man who's driving the top-of-the-range Jag, maybe about £70,000 worth, to actually comment about my beautiful car and the beautiful colour. 
Now, these things are just added bonuses um, on top of In fact, you know what? It even has heated seats. It even has heated seats. Absolutely fantastic. I didn't ask for any of that stuff. It just came with it. Now, these things are just added bonuses. The biggie for me is the fact that it's fully electric. I'm actually helping save the planet. I'm saving on my driving costs. I'm not pumping emissions into the city atmosphere that's affecting the next generation of children coming through. When you've got a car, an electric car, you start to drive more sensibly because you know that the range range is limited. That actually makes our, our, our roads safer as well. I'm setting a great example to my kids. You know, these kids are all going out of school um, uh, on a Friday afternoon to go on these marches or, or um, uh, get together to uh, complain or to try and protect the environment because of what we are all doing as adults to it. So I'm doing so. I'm showing my kids an example, the next generation, that I care about the planet. I'm, in fact, when you get an electric car, you then start making less unnecessary journeys. You maybe encourage yourself to walk a wee bit more because of the range issue. I feel good. I feel really good about all, all of this sort of stuff. Now, the feeling, and this is something I'm wanting to get across to you to help you bring a bit of extra joy into your life, is that this feeling is not just about this car. I'm going to talk about something else in relation to um, making you happier and an early adopter. It's all about a thing called the Rogers Adoption Curve. Now, I've gone off on a tangent, you may think, but the Rogers Adoption Curve or the Early Adopters Curve or for some of the techies out there, diffusion of innovation. But essentially, it maps out five different types of people in the world. And I'm using my excitement about this new car to demonstrate the Rogers adoption curve. So you get the innovators in the world. That's maybe about 2.5% of people. Those are the people who actually create all of the new stuff. Then you have the early adopters. I would really be in that category right throughout my life. There's 13.5% of us are early adopters. Then you have the early majority. 34% of us are in the early majority. Then you have the late majority. 34%. That's the people who then buy into something once they've seen the majority of the other people are already bought in. That's 34% of the population. Then you have the laggards at 16% or the grumpy old bastards as I like to call them. And we all know the type. You get the laggards who will only be dragged, kicking and screaming. And they, they go, oh, I remember in my day we used to do it differently. Oh, we didn't have, we used to speak to people. We didn't have mobile phone. We didn't text. All those grumpy old bastards, the 16%, the laggards. Now, my desire is to have all of my listeners in the innovators category or at the very least, the early adopters bracket. And that would make up 25 plus 13.5, 16% of the population. Now, that's a tall order for me on this podcast to try and help you to get all. But I'm trying to move those grumpy old bastards, the laggards of 16. If I could move some of you, persuade some of you maybe to get into the late majority and get out of the grumpy old bastard category, that would be a massive achievement in itself. But that's what this is all about. It's a tall order. And this episode of the Speed Mentor podcast is just to identify maybe in your own minds where you are. Um, on the um, early adopters curve and maybe see if you can chip yourself into the next bracket because what I'm going to talk about today is that you will have far more joy in your life and far more purpose in your life if you can nudge yourself up into the category above towards innovators. Now my job as a mentor is to help you have a happier perspective in life. There's so much to excite out there 
And one of the ways in which I suck the marrow from a partic- this particular bone is to always look out for new trends, new ideas, new opportunities, innovation, something different, something to talk about, something to have fun with. Now, that doesn't have to be about business. And it's so much fun and opens up your mind and your ability to influence people to such a massive degree that it's something you need to get on board with. So I'm going to give you a few examples um, where you could look to have a bit more purpose in your life, to be an early adopter, to show others that you're not just interested in following the crowd, to create an interesting narrative around yourself and to create some of those believers in your narrative that I always talk about rather than just followers. Okay, here, here's one. I'm just going to just going to belt these out, about 10 of these that you could do in your life to make a difference, to show that you're not just following the crowd and so that you can actually create some people who want to follow you. Number one, you could do something different about your diet or maybe something about veganism. Um, If you, at this stage, you'd be an early adopter still if you got in and on board of that and that'd be good for your health too. Number two, what about all the different new fitness concepts or fitness regimes do you ever just do all the same things or do you maybe, why don't you start reading a book or checking out some of these vlogs or podcasts or something about fitness and then start leading from the front yourself? Number three, it could be about technology adoption, maybe at home or at work. Why don't you get ahead of technology rather than following the crowd? Number four, you could maybe do something about vlogging or crafting your own narrative on social media, um, like I've suggested repeatedly that you should. Number five, why don't you go out today and buy an electric car? By the way, this post isn't, this podcast isn't sponsored in any way. Um, and none of my podcasts are sponsored in any way. This is all free material, no sponsorship. It's just me talking about stuff. So why don't you go out today and buy an electric car and make a difference and do your own post and tell your own narrative about buying an electric car? Number six, meditation. Maybe that's something you could get into. I don't know if you'd be in the, in the early adopters just at this stage. You might be just in early majority. But if you're in the late majority at the minute, if you got into the meditation now, which is great for your mental well-being, something I haven't talked about much in the podcast to date, but that could make a difference to your life um, and could nudge you up into the next bracket and give you a bit of fun and a whole new perspective on life. My favourite, personal development. Why don't you get into personal development even more? Why don't you start buying new books or listening to new podcasts or attending new events such as the Speed Mentor Retreat on the 18th and 19th? I'll maybe talk a wee bit about that at the end of the episode. Um... What about some new sports? Are there new sports out there that you haven't thought about or looked at before um, that you could actually get into or some new fo- some new uh, groups um, and adopt some new, I don't know, are there any new sports coming out? Maybe you could get into one of those. What about new music? Do you remember when you were young and you were in your teenage years and you used to always like to hear what was the latest band or you might have been down in Belfast and the... And the limelight to hear the latest music. And then when you get into your late 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, you then stop all that stuff. Why don't you start sourcing some new music? Um, start enjoying stuff. The joy of finding a new band. Why not try and get back to that? Number 10, new podcasts. Why not start listening to new podcasts just like this one? Imagine being able to say um, to others, and if you're listening to this, you will be able to. I was one of the Speed Mentors early adopters uh, a few years ago when his, sh- when his show was just blowing up and uh, uh, I've just, you know, give you a real something to, to hang your own narrative on. Now, as, Mark, as Mark Zuckerberg once said, the biggest risk in life is not taking any risk. In a world that's changing very, very quickly, the only strategy that is guaranteed to fail is not taking any risks. So I'm telling you about all the joy I have in my life. I'm jumping out of bed because I'm making a difference. Right? If you are 
not taking any risks, if you're not getting yourself up on the Rogers curve, you'll not have any joy in your life and you'll get left behind and you'll autom- automatically default into being one of the grumpy old bastards, one of the laggards. Look, if you become an early adopter, you can become the expert and open up a whole new revenue stream to yourself and your business. If you're an innovator or an early adopter, you can get all sorts of great and often free publicity as, as others look on with interest um, deciding when it's safe to jump on board. Yeah, you could be someone who helps write the rules um, to this new field of endeavour which could set up possibly a passive income opportunity down the line. Listen, this isn't just airy-fairy stuff. Um, when you draw these ideas into your life, your company is far more likely to adopt groundbreaking technology and possibly eclipse your competition and deliver a product or service like no one else does. Now, according to the Harvard, uh, Harvard Business Study, the early adoption of new technologies leads to better business outcomes, including revenue growth and greater profit margins. It's not something that we should all be chasing after. So if you're an early adopter, you're likely to have more revenue and you're likely to have more profits. Stuff is it's simple. So the question for you is whether you want to spend the rest of your life as a laggard or a grumpy old bastard, right? In the, in the wall group, one of my senior managers calls me Dr. Yes, because I am so open to saying yes to new ideas. Some of these new ideas, or so many of them, may in fact get in the way of our day-to-day operations. And maybe if I was more clinical in thought, I'd say no to one of them every now and again. But, you see, my openness to innovation and new ideas is a state of mind. When you open your mind and think yes, or think happiness, rather than no and grumpiness, this is the sort of early adoption thing that starts and becomes natural to you. You know, I always say, it's your choice. And I say it because it is. Make a decision to look for these early adopter opportunities. Make a decision to say yes more often. In fact, say yes to fucking everything. Don't spend your life snarking from the sideline, shouting, who's that twat in the pink skin tight lycra with funny looking shoes on his feet that look like coconuts? He's probably just an innovator. And you're going to be wearing pink spandex one day soon too. I know if you're listening to this podcast that you're likely to be open to this stuff as you've self-selected because you're listening to this podcast and you want to be pushed. So let's double down. And if you're already an early adopter, what about shoehorning yourself into the 2.5% innovator group? In truth, that's where I'm trying to go. I'm pushing harder and harder to get from the early adopter band into the innovator band. It's not easy. Early adopter stage has served me well all my life, but I'm pushing hard into the innovation space Uh, and I may well um, experience failure because of it. But I like the idea of being that person in the pink spandex and the coconut shoes that you lot are shouting from the sidelines about. Now, there's a dichotomy before anyone else says it, and it's that I have a couple of petrol filling stations. You may have already been thinking that. So that's an irony now that I'm pushing electric cars, but it's the future. And if I remain a laggard, then the filling stations won't develop and keep ahead of the curve. There's things that we can do, such as changing car uh, car parking spaces to electrify them. So just one word of warning. When you go to collect your first electric car, which all of us will do at some stage during the next couple of decades, so you may as well do it sooner rather than later, try not to look like a tit like I did. Turning the car on and off and on and off again, waiting for the sound of the engine before you drive off isn't a good look. Talk about being mortified. I mean, I knew there was no noise 
coming from an electric car, but it still doesn't prepare you from the weird feeling of when you're trying to switch it off. And so you just, look, you'll find out one day in the next two decades, make that day earlier rather than later. So come on, let's get out there. Let's start creating some excitement in your everyday life by adopting. And when you're comfortable there, push on and become an innovator. Thanks as ever for listening to the Speed Mentor podcast. It's my absolute pleasure to help you to become the best version of yourself. And if you think I've helped you in that worthy endeavour, why not treat me in return with a subscription? And maybe even a review. And it would help keep this local voice banging out the secret sauce to the world. You've been talking to the wall. I'm a man on a mission to change mindsets, to persuade you to want more from your life at the Speed Mentor Retreat on the 18th and 19th of May, when I'll be mainlining all my secret sauce for two days, solid, to only 12 mentees at the Le Mans Hotel, just outside Belfast. So if you want to make the changes to your life and meet other similarly minded people seeking abundance in their life, then hit me up and join me at SMR. Now there's a, a special offer going on at the minute. There are only two places left. There were six special offers, uh, £500 worth of additional mentoring going into that um, six of the 12 mentees. There's only two spaces left on that, so you better hit me up soon if you want that. But as you know by now, whilst I'm here to help, ultimately, it's your choice. <laughs>